0: Hey, everybody, this is Only Dads Podcast coming to you on a Tuesday, January 30th. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, we're going to go over three topics today. The first topic we're going to go over has to do with the border crisis going on in Texas. As you know, Texas is a red state. Governor Greg Abbott is the governor of Texas. And he has recently done some, I would say, grandstanding in terms of Supreme Court, Orders as well as the federal government and the state's government's power as it pertains to the Constitution, and I think that part of the reason why Governor Greg Abbott has decided to what is going on right now, he's straight up refusing to allow immigration officers into the border uh, patrol along the side of the border that they had put up razor wire. The biden administration took the greg abbott to the supreme court and they won on a 5-4 decision the biden administration was allowed to move the razor wire white wire now what's so controversial about this razor wire is that there were some migrants who tried to cross on that area and they died i think one was a kid and a couple of adults and so now right now what's going on is the blame game but Greg Abbott's not allowing the immigration officers to go on the site. They're physically preventing them to. And the rationale that Greg Abbott's given out is that the Biden administration has failed to enforce immigration policies and basically shut down the border to deter this surge of migrants we have crossing the border every day. Now, when it comes to that, there's a. it's not that simple. The Biden administration doesn't have that authority. Now, when Trump was president, the, they tried to pass the law to give Trump the authority to shut down the border. And what's in Congress right now is about to pass the Senate is the powers that would allow the Biden administration to effectively shut down the border. And the I think the quota that's being sold right now, we haven't the text hasn't been released, but what the talking points are, if 5,000 migrants cross every day for a week or something, you have the power to shut down the border. Now, that's already happened. So Biden's already came out and said they won. If the Congress passes the border bill, they're going to he's going to shut down the border. That's crazy. That's insane. I didn't think Biden would get there because in terms of like his weak points, immigration is his weakest, weakest one on what hurts his presidency. Pollings has it. You're doing the worst job at immigration and Trump's doing the best job at immigration. So the fact that he changed his stance to shut up, I'll shut down the board. If you pass this bill, that's crazy. I think it's a political reality that, Hey, I know I'm not doing good here. So let me, let me move over toward the center so that I can adopt some, maybe um, kind of soothe fears of those on the far right but as well as on the left, because we do we have we do have a border crisis going on right now. So that's kind of the gist. Ricky, kind of what are your thoughts? I
1: You know, I didn't know about Biden coming on over. So I saw originally kind of what you were saying, how Abbott. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because I'm not in Texas, right? So I don't get all the news, but I get the big stuff. And Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, is doing what you're saying, grandstanding, right, making it kind of like. Airing out dirty laundry, kind of, you know, where like we know, you know, illegal immigrants come over uh, from the southern border, and it's not always from Mexico, right? So a lot of times it's from Central America, maybe even Africa, uh, South America, and then they'll go through the, the through the southern border, and so we know this happens. And then recently, uh, in case of in case those of y'all haven't heard. Abbott put immigrants on buses. I think we talked about it before and sent them over to uh, democratically run uh, larger cities. Right. And again, it's not that, hey, this is my answer. No, I, I mean, he's too smart. I mean, he's a governor. Like he, There's no way he thinks that's the answer. It's a political pawn. He's like, hey, look at this problem that we got. And then for him to, you know, I think he put these uh, barriers on the Rio Grande as well. And that he was told to take the barriers down. And then it was razor razor wire along Eagle Pass, a stretch of highway or a stretch of desert that um, is um, apparently. Del Rio. Yeah. And it's not that large, but it just so happens that a lot of people use it. Now, I don't know the geography, but I do know enough about like traveling on foot through like areas that like sometimes that's the only place you can go. So it does make sense from like a tactical perspective, like, hey, we got to put razor wire in here if we want to stop it. and then. So everything is kind of making sense, but the political aspect of it is, hey, we want you to take it down because it's going to put people's lives in danger indiscriminately, right? Yeah. People oh, coming across the border getting stuck. And uh, it's been cited a couple of times, people crossing Rio Grande and then drowning and the feds weren't able to get to it. So that to me was the stage, right? Mm-hmm. The Biden administration, uh, you know, the democratically um, ran uh, presidency is like, hey, we don't like that. Now, you said something interesting and, you know, you called it a political reality. And that makes sense because it is true that, you know, President Biden's uh, his popularity or his approval rating. Right. uh, It's lowest on, on immigration. And I think that's true for most uh, Democrats. And the reason why I think that is because I don't think Democrats really have a uh, stake in, in in that problem, the way, the way Republicans really don't have a stake in climate change. They'll have a position, but I don't think they care enough about it to truly enact some change. And I think that's the way the immigrants uh, or I think that's the way the Democrat view immigration policy is like, hey, well, we're just not the Republicans on that one. Um, whereas the Republicans obviously have a really like a really like for them, it's really important. And I don't think it's that important for, uh, Democrats. I think that's only why it's weak on his side. Uh, and then you get G- Governor Abbott's like showing everything going on, a lot of news. And I think that's why Biden's doing bad. I don't think it's actual policy. I think it's just, Hey, this is look how crazy this is. And people are like, holy shit. Now that's why he's doing it. That's what I think.
0: Um, and I, th- I think it's an yeah, and and I think it's an, evol- it's an evolving crisis, evolving policies, different things. Now, what well, before, if the Republicans were serious about one real immigration reform, there the Democrat side was okay. Well, we want to pass to citizenship because, as you know, there's the Dreamers mm-hmm. that Bill, President uh, Bush, these kids got brought over here through no fault of their own, but they're still illegal. Yeah, they DACA, have, they right? a, they don't, yeah, DACA. There's no pathway to citizenship. So every time the Republicans talk about immigration reform, the Democrats say, OK, let's do it. But let's at the same time, create a pathway to citizenship. Yes. Now, what's so unique about this current immigration bill that's being uh, nailed out details in the Senate is that the Democrats are saying, OK, we won't need a pathway to citizenship right now. We'll mm. just straight up Pass immigration reform, serious immigration reform that gives Biden the, the authority to sit down the border. All these different gives hires a ton of more border, border agents, uh, allocates a lot more tax dollars to uh, increase in technology at screening. Because one of the main things the Republicans like to call is the fentanyl coming over the border. Yeah, it is. Well, this, in this bill, the money, the technology, the, the equipment that they're asking for it will fund this equipment so we can look through these things and stop the fentanyl coming in. And shut down the border. But what's, that's, like I said, it's unique that the Democrats are saying, hey, we don't need a pathway decision right now. We're just, they're literally calling the Republicans bluff. And it just shows that the Republicans are just, like, the best thing is a grandstanding and crying wolf. Yeah. They can bring attention to a problem like nobody's business, like nobody, no other. The and so, but they're not willing because before it was, oh, we we have to shut down the board. We have to do this, and so like, okay, well, we'll do that. And now it's like, oh, well, now it's an election season. It's it's a, a president. Uh, we can't do this for Trump No, And that same that argument that McConnell made when they they stalled Obama's nominee for Supreme Court when Merrick Garland was supposed to be nominated. Oh, it's a it's a presidential. You know, we can't do it. And when that same thing happened, they changed their mind. Oh, I didn't say that. You know, that kind of thing. So you kind of gotta weed through the bullshit. Almost and see for what it is. The Republicans just grandstanding. The Democrats are about it. And I hope if this bill passes the Senate and it comes to the House, they have a slim majority. I hope there's a free heart. There's a a few hardline Republicans who see this for what it is. The most comprehensive immigration reform package has been passed over the last 50 years. And they and they stand with the Democrats and pass it. I don't know. That remains to be seen. But uh, last thoughts before we change over to our next topic
1: um i think it'll be interesting to see how it goes down but also to, um you know if anybody is interested definitely start learning about the history about immigration because for me it's easy for me as being a first generation to say like let them in right but i don't know if that's still the case anymore like i, I flip-flopped on immigration you know um back and forth it's not you know I, Pre-9-11, immigration was different than actual after 9-11, you know. Um, When my parents came over, it was kind of, not the golden, I don't want to say golden age, but like, like it was, uh, it was simple immigrants, right? It was still a lot, but it was people looking for better life, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that may, I think that's gone now. I don't know if that's the majority of immigrants. And, you know, in that situation, if, if it is truly no longer people coming over for a better life, because it's it's easy to say that's what it is. But if we're being real, we know that that's not 100% of what it is, right? We know some yeah. people will come over with uh, nefarious actions in mind, uh, either violence, terrorism, or whatever, and then beyond that, drugs, guns, and human trafficking. So at some point, you know, where, where, where's that balance? Is it one to 100? Is it 50 and 50? Like, at what point do we decide as a society and as a country? like? well, we are letting too many bad for the good to come in, you know? Yeah. But that yeah. only, I think that only works, right? If we have a way for the good to come in. The reason being is because if that, if if the good aren't allowed to come in, then they're going to continuously go the illegal route and continuously going to that illegal route is going to create uh, a, a path, a tunnel for the bad to go through. And if they want to fix the border, I think there has to be a way for, um, the the correct way to come in i think that has to happen i don't think you could do it separate i don't think you just shut it down and and no one comes in i think that's wrong i think you have to have a way to come in but that way to come in has to be difficult and it has to be like we're checking you We're we're, you know we're we're doing background checks and we're doing uh biometrics and we're doing all these analytics to make sure that you're a good dude um and that way we can try to deter the bad guys from coming in because in that way then you could absolutely be like hey there's an the open door over there. You're coming the wrong side. So that way we know you're a bad dude. Because right yeah, now it's mixed. And,
0: and this bill addresses that because we want to give the port of entries. They're called port of entries. And yeah. you need more judges. This hires 100 more judges. This hires a, a hundred, hundreds of more border agents to be able to process the influx of migrants stemming from over the border, fighting for a better life, fighting from war t- war-torn countries and all that jazz. But um, overnight, uh, sat, President Joe Biden said Sunday that the U.S. shall respond after three American troops were killed and dozens more were injured in an overnight drone strike in northeast Jordan, near the Syrian border. Biden blamed Iran-backed militias for the first U.S. fatalities after months of strikes by such groups against American forces across the Middle East since the start of the Israel Hamas war. Now we we've talked about this before. There's kind of been an escalating tensions in the region with the Biden sending over some destroyer ships to protect the red sea the transport like everybody who has a lot of goods coming from overseas they use this this uh this channel and, and the been, suez canal the suez canal they've been getting uh bombed by the the uh, militia the iron Back militias and so we've been destroying some of these drones some of them are getting through but what's what's so Insane about this one is that three American troops died and the dozens were injured. And I think the intel suggesting is that they thought it was an American drone and because it was supposed to be coming around that same time. So that's why they let it through. And it, it, just, it exploded near a bunker when people were sleeping. So this is Biden's in a precarious position because he doesn't he's always stated he doesn't want to escalate the tensions. He doesn't want to put in a broader conflict. But now I think we're past that. Because now, the, with the deaths of the soldiers, I think you, you 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 crossed that that threshold, unfortunately. And he said he's a, he's a, he's already made up his mind. I think the the packages that the Pentagon gave him, I think all of them were uh, at, a dis, at a at another level. In kind of these precision drone strikes has been carried out. So I think I don't I don't know if we're ever going to know what happens. Uh, we might be able to know something happens, but kind of Ricky, what are your thoughts? The three soldiers passed, you know, the hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to those families for those affected. And we, you know, that sucks. That happens. But Ricky, being a soldier, this kind of hits a little close to home for you.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and quite literally too. those soldiers uh, were from the National Guard uh, here in Georgia. And so they activated and went deployed to Jordan, which is weird because. You know, in the Middle East, we, we have soldiers all over the world and a lot of a lot of them in the Middle East, it's Just you know, random places, uh, Kuwait, uh, Jordan, uh, Sinai Peninsula, all these places, uh, Djibouti, like places that people just think it's like, well, it's not Afghanistan, it's not Iraq, it should be fine. And for the most part, it is. And so a lot of the operations you're doing there are uh, contingent operations. You're just kind of supporting things going around. Um, and when I heard the word, when I heard the country, Jordan, I was like, what the fuck? like there that's not a conflict zone what's going on um and then I took a closer look at the map because like most Americans I'm geographically uh challenged you know and so I saw and I was like okay well it's right in between uh Israel and Iran so that's a dangerous place to be in um but we always had troops there so like we're not just gonna pull them out because shit's going on and then when I heard about the drone attack and it was potentially uh Hezbollah the Iran-backed um Militia. uh, militia now I'm thinking okay well this is scary because that's an act of war to kill soldiers, obviously, citizens, um, let alone on a military compound. And yeah, so, and then, you know, then Iran says, well, we didn't know. It, it, you know, that's not what we were trying to do. And, um, or, or not rather, they're, they're saying that they have to do with it, rather, right? But of course you know. Like, let's be real. And I know. On its face, sure. Maybe they can, as the government, the government, the Iranian government's not gonna be like, hey, yeah, that was us, because that would be war. So they have to say it wasn't us, we had no idea what was going on. And then the Biden administration, I think, in true form to the presidency that that we've had is he takes an, he takes a, hey, let's slow it down and let's see what the fuck's going on. Which is interesting because that's kind of opposite of what we would expect with the Trump presidency. Uh, Trump's calling for all kinds of crazy shit. A lot of Americans are really, uh, super emotional, right? Cause it is an emotional thing, having your, your countrymen getting killed. And so right now I think it's important to, to, to do the right thing and slow down, look at what's going on. Yes. Americans were killed. We, we have to respond in some way. And I do personally, I'm gonna take the opposite approach. And I think we will know, I think we have to know what's going on because the public demands it because Americans were killed. I think that's the only reason why we're going to know um and i think they were killed in a way i think because because so many people were injured you know if they were if they were green berets if they were like special forces and they got killed we wouldn't have heard about it um but i think it's because they were just normal american soldiers in uh you know in, in kind of like normal base operations like i think that's why we heard about it because they were just normals like they were just normal people normal soldiers I know that sounds weird but being in the army there is a definite difference you could be a normal soldier doing normal soldier things, and then you could be literally the tip of the spear. If you're the tip of the spear, you're you know shit's going to happen all the time. Green berets, that we never hear about it. Um, but to have a normal soldier get killed, that that's definitely different. Uh, so I think we are going to have to hear from the Biden administration. I think he owes us that personally. I want to yep. know what the response is, and and if there is some covert shit going on, like. Hey, we're going to do precision drone strikes on not just Hezbollah, but we're going to do these military or these sanctions against Iran or whatever else we can do politically to Iran. I, I want to hear about that because I, I think he owes that to, to the American public because that's a big deal. You know, that, those are lives that, 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 you know, we can't take that lightly is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and I think he's, he understands the full weight of it. And I think what's, what what's, I guess, indicative of his presence is he has a measured response his, with his years of service, his years of being, uh, always the delegation that went across to look at different countries and meet and work with them. So I think it's on full display now. Uh, and I think you're right. It, we do demand accountability and we should, uh, definitely hear about it. And I think, I think for the most part we will, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. But, um, I think it's just interesting to see what happens now. Is it the powder keg or mm. is it um, you know, more precision general strikes? We don't know. But um, our last topic, guys, we're going to discuss is obviously sports. We're going to go over the football, not just any football, but the NFC Championship AFC championship game was uh, this past weekend, and we, know, we now know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Now, you guys know this. Uh, I was hoping that the Detroit Lions would win, and for the most part, they were winning. They were up by half by an insane amount, and in the second half, they just kind of they sputtered and faltered. Now, I think there's a lot of things, a lot of reasons to blame, but I, I do think Dan Campbell, I think he got a little – uh, I think he got I don't know if it's what's the word I'm looking for. I think he, big for his britches. Uh, that's kinda I think he got a little arrogant. I think mm. he got I think he got arrogant because there was a clear opportunity to go for the three, just to get just to get the three points on the board. And he went for it on fourth down. Now we understand that Dan Campbell goes for it on fourth down. He's done it the last game that they lost to the Cowboys in that controversial call. I do think he he did get it. And I think it was BS at the, that late flag called, but in the playoff game and in the NFC championship, no less, you don't get the three points where you had to, they got, they did score the touchdown, but you had to get the ball back on a kickoff, like on a, on a script kick, a kick, you know, onside kick. That's just leaving too much to the, you know, football gods to go your way. So I was a little disappointed that Dan Campbell didn't go for the didn't go for the chip shot because I think it would have been a different game had he gone for it those two times added six more points. This game is over. I think he would the Lions would have won. They should have won. Uh, but hats off to the Mahomes, Mahomes boy, Patrick in the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey. You know the whole Taylor Swift. There's apparently some. There's a conspiracy theory because of some back <laughs> steakhouse. There was the Super Bowls, people going to Chiefs going so it in the night 49ers so it, it's it's a lot a lot of the, the noise but at the end of the day the Chiefs got him in there and I was a little dis- I was disappointed that the Lions didn't go but in any case I want to thank Ricky Jimmy and Noe for <laughs> generous very generous contributions uh because of course we did bet and because of them, uh, we're going to have another six months of uh, the, premium, uh, the premium of this Buzzsprout. So, you guys, we're going to get longer episodes. And we're going to tease you guys at the end of the episode with something else. But, Ricky Con, what are your thoughts on the game, man? Yeah, I think the best course of
1: action would have been for viewership. I think it would have been the Chiefs and the Lions. I think that would have been the best case scenario. For football, yeah. I think it would have been uh, the Ravens and the Niners. This particular situation where it's the Niners and the Chiefs, I think that's the worst because they're both good teams. It doesn't really matter who wins. If, if the Niners win, they got a shit ton of Super Bowls. If the Chiefs win, they got one more to rack up. So nothing really is like – it's not a big deal, I guess, to me. Um, I do think Dan Campbell got too uh, arrogant, and I, I even came up on our group chat because I didn't know what's going on. I couldn't watch the game. I was putting time to sleep, so I was watching like the play-by-play when they, you know, show like the words of what's going on. That's brutal, it man. Said, that's tough. And it's – because I was on my phone. And it said fourth and two at San Francisco's 28. And I was like, oh, cool, like fourth and two on on your opponent's 28. You're going to kick, like, the 35-yard field goal or whatever. Um, and then it immediately became San Francisco's ball. So I was like, wait a minute. Did, on what side of the field were they on? You know, now I'm second-guessing myself. I'm like, yeah. I guess maybe they were on the other side? I thought this side was – San Francisco's and this side was and so I I really thought that because the decision to go for it on fourth that made no sense to me
0: yeah it didn't even register
1: yeah and then I'm like wait a minute and then so I actually I googled it I was like what side of the field is called what and then I was like and that's why I said it on the group chat I was like hey what the fuck just happened because this doesn't make any sense I think that's when it started because with that position you have the um the momentum swings in the the Niners and then the very next possession, same thing. You're going for it. And then possession and then that uh that momentum swings. And I think that's where it started. So um, but hey, you know, that's 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 why we play the game. And uh, hats off to the Niners. I mean, I honestly think Mahomes is gonna win it again. I think I yeah. think the Chiefs they just have that championship, you know, mentality. They're, they're not afraid of it. And the yeah, Niners man, are gonna choke.
0: I was disappointed. I was not as disappointed in the Ravens. I just thought the Ravens had everything they needed to beat the 49ers. It and did. They, they did it. They just did it. And so now we're going to come to this NFL Super Bowl. And it's coming up here quick. But my, my money is going to be on the, ni- uh, on the Niners, on the Chiefs, Chiefs because yeah. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Talking about Travis Kelsey when he gets in these playoffs, he just, he's a different person. Yeah,
1: and good for him. Like He had a fucking amazing first half. Just crushed okay. it. I think he was like 11 for 11. Like, 11 yeah. targets, 11 catches. Mahomes was perfect for the first, like, 16 throws. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, when you get in that, you can't stop that, you know?
0: Yeah, just keep up the good hard work. So that's what my money's going to be on. We're going to keep you updated. Uh, Ricky, before we get out of here, I'm going to say the last word today, but uh, how many days you got left?
1: Oh, Jesus, dude. It's getting real fucking close. Let's see here. 28.
0: We're going to have to plan something when that happens. It's going to be, it's going to be, guys, we're going to teach you, um, uh, hopefully here coming up in the next few episodes, we'll have a, maybe we'll have something to tell you guys, but stay tuned. We want to thank you for tuning in for only dads podcast at gmail.com. If you have any tips, comments or suggestions to send us an email.